You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. One of the hardest things about finding out that your partner has had an affair is the shame and embarrassment talking about it because it makes you feel like you did something wrong, that somehow you weren't good enough and that you didn't keep them happy. And there's such a misperception in the world around what affairs are like and what it means when somebody has had an affair. That's why I have created a monthly support group for women who have been betrayed by their partner. It's for women who are really ready to move through the grief and the pain in a healthful way so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity and betrayal as quickly and as healthily as possible. And part of that is having community, having community with people who are positive. There are so many online support groups where everybody's just really negative and grouchy and they just vent their own pain and they vomit their pain all over you. And this group is nothing like this. This group is honest. Yes, we're honest. But it's also about support and community and holding each other and building each other up. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, go to www.com flourish after infidelity and sign up. When you sign up, you'll immediately get the Zoom link to our next meeting and then you will be in the loop and you will know when each monthly meeting is about to occur. I really look forward to having you there, to building this community of strong women together. Once again, it's www.flourish.com flourishafterinfidelity.com. And we'll see you at our next meeting. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Relationship issues impact every area of your life. When I found out about my husband's infidelity, I was so devastated. I could barely function. Sleeping was impossible because I couldn't shut off my brain Eating was a challenge because I felt nauseous all the time, and for the first month or so, everything felt pointless. Whether you're having trouble sleeping, feeling hopeless, or just can't focus, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that might not be available in your area. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you'll be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I know that confidentiality was important for me, especially early on when I couldn't even get my own mind wrapped around what was happening. 
And it was so comforting to be able to speak with someone candidly about everything I was going through, to validate that what I was feeling and experiencing was completely normal. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to flaunt, create a life you love after infidelity and betrayal listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash flaunt. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash flaunt, F-L-A-U-N-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle, and I work with women who have been betrayed by their intimate partners and who are ready to move through that grief and that pain so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side. Today, we're going to talk about marriage and affairs and specifically how an affair can really be the catalyst for a great marriage. And if you're thinking, oh my gosh, Laura, um, that sounds really crazy and really weird. Stick with me because there's a lot to this show. And if you have been betrayed by your intimate partner, which is why you're here, I promise you that this podcast is going to give you so much of what you need. And it doesn't matter if you were staying together with your partner who cheated or if you are out of here. It doesn't matter if you seek a new relationship or if you're continuing to work on the old one. What we're going to talk about today is going to be beneficial. Not only beneficial, I'm going to go out on a limb and say potentially life-changing for you. And here's why. We all have busy lives. There's nobody out there who does not have more than one thing on their plate. Whether it's families or jobs or aging parents or animals or whatever, we're all taking care of homes, cars, families, ourselves. We're we're cooking, we're cleaning, we're doing all of those things that are a part of modern life. And while some people are really kind of into the whole self-help thing, I was, and I still am, other people aren't. And even if you are one of those people who's like really into all of that, it's so easy. (laughs) Tell me if you're anything like me. It's so easy to get really excited, to read the book, to do the webinar, to take the weekend course or whatever it is, and to get all hyped up. And then over time, 
that hype kind of fades and you forget or your kids really tick you off or your boss is a total jerk or whatever it is. And you default back to the same behavior that you have had your whole life that's probably not beneficial. And all of those new skills that you learned and all of those new ideas that you learned, they just kind of fade away. And then you forget that they faded away and you go on to the next book or the next program or the next weekend away or the next webinar or whatever it is. And once again, you learn all of this really cool stuff and you get really excited and then same drill. You might use a few of the techniques a few times, but when push comes to shove and life gets busy, you forget because the bottom line is nobody is standing over you, holding you accountable, saying, you know what? You have always reacted this way and even you have, you know, even though you've determined that it's not the right way to react and even though you have new skills, here's what you should do. So let's step back a little bit because what I'm saying is why an affair can be a catalyst for a really great marriage or for a really great relationship with yourself is sometimes that affair forces you to do things differently. Like I just said, you read books, you learn new ways of doing things, you get excited, you practice it a few times, and then you forget and you fall right back into your old habits. But an affair is so cataclysmic. It is so profound that nothing is the same again. And if you're anything like me and so many of the women that I coach, we have these recurring thoughts We can't get the images out of our head. We can't get the thought out of our head. We can't, we can't, we can't. Well, that's such a gift in a way because it's so ever present in our psyche. It's an opportunity to stay aware. And when you're aware in every painful moment of every day, you have the opportunity to do things differently to react differently, to respond differently, to pull out new tools and to not slip back into that rote way of living. And I know it's not a pleasant way (laughs) to have this happen, but as long as you're in this boat, as long as you're in this situation, as long as the affair has happened, the relevant question becomes what am I going to do with that pain now? What am I going to do with that pain now? And the answer, I hope, is something along the lines of, I'm going to use it for good. I'm going to use it to transform. I'm going to use it to rebuild build myself in a new and powerful way, I'm going to use it as an opportunity to finally become and be all that I know I am capable of becoming and being. And that's what I hope your answer is. And even if it's still early on 
and it's still new and you're still in that dark place. Let that be a spark of light, a spark of inspiration, somewhere inside that will remind you in those dark times that not only can you get through this, but that you can get through this and be better than you were before. Because let's face it, when the whole, when your whole life (laughs) has been leveled to the ground, it's a great opportunity. Why would you rebuild yourself and your life the exact way that it was before? Why would you rebuild it the same as it was before? Obviously, it wasn't perfect because nothing is perfect. Let's face that. And if you're like me, even though that's hard to get your head around sometimes, it can also be really, really excited. So let me tell you a little story. My husband cheated for 15 of our 23 years together. And interestingly, during those 15 years, I was really involved in a lot of self-help and personal growth type of stuff. I started off as a corporate attorney. And part of the reason that I left the practice of law was I realized as a lawyer, I was cleaning up a lot of messes. And although it could be satisfying to clean up said messes, what really excited me was the idea of creating a world where fewer and fewer messes were created in the first place, where people had the knowledge and the skills and were able to self-reflect and communicate effectively and do all of these things so well that fewer mistakes were made. And when mistakes were made, people could address those mistakes and find resolutions to their own conflicts, and they wouldn't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and spend years of their life literally in a legal system where nine times out of 10, both parties are dissatisfied. So I left the practice of law in part because of that passion, in part because I wanted to help people learn how to be better people. And that meant starting with making myself a better person. So I did all that. I, I did all the, like, the scientific books. I did all the metaphysical books. I went back to school and became a hypnotherapist. And I learned NLP. And I learned a whole, a whole lot of somatic principles. And if you don't know what, like, somatic work is, it's using the body. So I was all about body, mind, spirit to create change, to manifest your dreams, to stay positive, to feel good, to be healthy. Because I really wanted, both myself and others, to look good and feel healthy, to be happy and energetic and alive and awake, and to have a career that satisfied you, and to be able to raise kids with joy and positivity, and to have this great meaningful marriage and all of this stuff. And way, 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 way back when in 2007, that's when I first started coaching women. 
And it wasn't around infidelity and betrayal because that hadn't even crossed my mind at that point. Even though, ironically, my husband was having affairs through that whole time. But what was interesting about that is the more I learned, the more I also became aware of the fact that I wasn't always using the skills that I had and that I knew, which was kind of a weird thing. Because I would lose my temper. I would get impatient. I would eat too much sugar. (laughs) I would skip my workout at the gym. I would mess up. I would be too aggressive sometimes in conversations when I was trying to advocate for what I wanted, like at school when I was helping my kids get on their IEP, their individualized, I think it is, education plan. Or I would be too passive and I wouldn't speak up for things that I'd want. And then lying in bed at home (laughs) at night, I would kind of beat myself up and I would think about all of these ways that I failed. I would think Gosh, Laura, you know, you just read about communication and you learned about Imago Dialogue and you had this whole seminar at church on safe conversations and Imago Dialogue, yet you messed that up with your husband and you poked and you antagonized and you didn't reflect back and you didn't care what he was thinking. You just wanted to get your point out so badly that you didn't use any of those skills, you didn't say, honey, this is really important to me. Is there a time where we can come together and have a good conversation? Because it's really important that I'm heard. I had those skills, I practiced them in my workshops, but I didn't do it. Same thing with so many different things, whether it was around health and fitness, like I know what to eat. We all know what to eat. We know not to eat too much sugar. We know not to eat processed foods. We all know what a healthful portion looks like, but we don't do it all the time. We dig into the ice cream. We skip our workout. We get a bowl of fries. So if we know it and we don't do it, what is that gap? And that gap is the thing that's hard to close. As a hypnotherapist, all of my focus was on helping people close that gap. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Stop biting your nails. Whatever habit it is that you're trying to break, you know what you're doing and you know that you want to break that habit. It's that gap of why you're not doing it. And it was interesting and coincidental, but not coincidental at all, because I totally believe that the universe kind of set me up for all of this, was when the affair happened. It created one of those no going back moments. It was a cataclysm cataclysm. It was a huge event. And I couldn't just 
ignore it or pretend that it wasn't there. It was one of those things where it made me realize now is the time I have to change. I no longer have the luxury of being able to go back to living life business as usual. I no longer have the luxury of going back to being like, oh yeah, self-development is a hobby and I can learn these new skills, but I don't have to really do them. I don't have to do that hard part of doing the work to make the change happen. I can keep that gap there and I can keep functioning. That gap between how I know I can be and who I know I really am and how good life really could be and where I'm at, that gap. I can't just sit there and be like, oh, it's so hard to change because now this thing happened and it's all different and it all has to change now. And when the affair happened, that was a gift. That was a gift. Because it made, it held my feet to the fire. It made me close that gap. And it also gave that same opportunity to my husband, the cheater. It gave him that same opportunity to decide to decide if he was going to be like, whoop, too hard, <laughs> too much to deal with, too much grief, too much pain, too much shame, too much introspection, too many new skills to learn, can't do it, I'm out of here. Or if he was going to step up and be like, yeah, I know there's a better version of me. I know there's a better version of our marriage and I'm really worth it and I don't care what it takes and I know it's going to be different and I know it's going to be difficult because the habits are difficult to change, but not impossible. It's just inconvenient. But I'm going to do that because I'm worth it. And what's interesting about that, I had to make that decision for me, for myself, that I'm worth it. That even though it's hard and that changing habits is a hassle and that it requires a lot, and that I'm going to feel, oh boy, am I going to feel, and I'm going to have to process, and I'm going to have to grieve, and I'm going to have to hold space, and I'm going to have to feel awkward and uncomfortable. I still made that decision for me because I know I'm worth it, because I know that version of who I really am and who I'm capable of being. She's worth it. And my husband made that same decision, that he is worth it. And then, and only then, after we had each made that decision individually for ourselves, then we made the decision that our marriage was also worth it. And that's really important because I really believe that each partner in the marriage or in the relationship needs to make that decision individually for themselves first before they choose to save the marriage, before they choose to fight for the marriage. Because otherwise, it's so easy to let yourself off the hook. To think, oh, my partner's got that. Oh, this is just the way I am. They can be the ones that can change. But when you're doing it for you, because of you, because you know you're worth it. When you've got the skills and you've got somebody coaching you 
or counseling you and helping hold you responsible and helping hold that vision of who you are and what you're capable of, then that is where change takes place rapidly. That's where you start feeling different in your being, in your heart, in your mind, in your lived experience. That's where everything changes. That's where true satisfaction and peace and happiness and all of that good stuff finally comes in in a lasting state. Not just in fleeting moments when you're on vacation or when times are good, but it becomes you because it is you. Because you've been pushed to the point that you know you need to change so suddenly, you take all those skills, you take all those tools, you take all those dreams, and you apply it. And you learn. And you create new habits. And you rebuild yourself and maybe your relationship differently, but as you deserve, as you desire it to be. Now think about this. In a marriage, growth and change is inevitable because not only is life happening to you, But life is also happening to your partner and you're both experiencing life different because you have different lived experiences and you're different people with different perspectives. But it's also happening to your marriage. Your marriage is that third entity. So really any marriage has three points of view at any given time. So already right there, you're trying to navigate three different points of view. And you have your way of being And your partner has their way of being. And when you're together in the relationship, you have your together relationship way of being. And even without an affair, that relationship will evolve. And that relationship will change. Because both you and your partner will be changing. And also... Because of the phase of life, because of the phase of the marriage, it can be an early marriage. It can be a marriage that is raising kids. It can be a marriage that is dealing with death of parents. It can be a marriage that is dealing with unemployment. It can be a marriage that is an older age. It can be a marriage that's dealing with health issues. Whatever it is, that marriage is going to change and the needs of the marriage will change and the needs of the people in the marriage will change. And at some point, it becomes a lot, with or without infidelity. Infidelity just makes that a lot point happen quickly, bam, (laughs) and it forces your hand. But even without your hand being forced because of infidelity, change happens and dissatisfaction arises. And if you or one decides to divorce and find a new partner, so often what happens is you revert back to the beginning stages of the marriage that you just left. In other words, you find a partner that kind of mirrors your old partner. 
unless you've done your work, and you recreate all the things in your first marriage that you were comfortable with in a second marriage. And then it just buys you time. It buys you time to not do the work sometimes. It buys you time to not change. It buys you time to be the same person that you've always been without becoming your fullest, truest, grandest version of yourself. Now, again, I want to be clear that that's not always the case in everybody's second marriage because there's abuse, there's trauma, there's, you know, just <laughs> the wrong partner for the wrong reasons. And people do do their work. And sometimes one person does their work and the other person doesn't and you just can't move forward. So please know that this is not one size fits all. No relationship is one size fits all. It's just something to be aware of. And even right now, like if you're facing infidelity and you have left or you're thinking about leaving, what are you going to create with the new partner? Because if you come in as you were in your first relationship, it's not that you're going to automatically attract another cheater, blah, 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 blah. But unless you have done the work and have created new habits for yourself, then you can't really expect a new partner to be that much different than the old partner. And in so many ways, you're just going to be recreating the relationship and then you'll evolve through that relationship until you get to that crisis point again. Until you're both so dissatisfied and just not happy and burned out that once again, you're forced to either rebuild it on your own or wait for some cataclysmic event to happen that may force your hand. Oh, yes, change is hard work. But here's the thing. If you're a surgeon, you see solutions to every medical issue in terms of surgery and how you can cut it and how you can fix it. If you're an herbalist, you see the solution to anything in terms of what herbs can you apply to that situation? What herbs can you prescribe? If you're a hammer, you think everything is a nail because your skill is to hammer. All of us are the same way with our interpersonal skills, with the way we be and show up in the world. Our nervous systems are really interesting. They get wired we're wired with our nervous systems. And yes, there's a lot of like genetic components, but there's also a lot of things that happen when we're growing up that kind of wire us when we're pushed to either default to a state of fight, which is like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do this or physically fighting flight, which is running, running away from the problem, removing yourself um, or flee. Now there's other things too, you know, freezing, flight, fawning, fawning on somebody, like seeking to please, seeking to make it good, blah, 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 blah. 
these are just responses that we have. This past week, we moved my son, both of my sons, to grad school. When we were moving my um, one son, he was getting overwhelmed. And it was really interesting to see because when my husband is overwhelmed, he's a fighter. We're going to dig in. We're going to get it done. No breaks until it's done. I've got this. I got this. He launches into action. He is a fighter. He is a doer. When I am pushed, I easily go into overwhelm and I kind of flee in my mind. I kind of ah, dissociate. It's too much. I can't do this. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Um, Sometimes when I'll have too much to do, I'll start getting fixated on like cleaning the kitchen or reorganizing my sock drawer. And that's, that's a way of flighting. That's a way of just getting out of here. I, I'm not dealing with the problem that needs to be dealt with. I'm doing something else and I feel like I'm accomplishing something because look, my sock drawer is really, 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 really cleaned, but my emails have not been returned. And then my son is a real fleer. He needs to get his body physically out of there. So as we were helping unpack his house, my husband's leaning in and saying, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm going, ah, I've got another podcast posted. I think I'm going to post my podcast right now in the middle of the chaos. And my son is saying, I'm going to go to the store and pick up some new nails. We need some new nails to hang pictures because that's going to come up here pretty soon. And we're going to need to hang nails or hang pictures. And so we're going to need nails. And in the middle of it all, it was like, wow, this is really interesting because we're responding in different ways. We're doing our default behavior. And while there's nothing inherently good, bad, right, or wrong about that default behavior, I have skills to change my default behavior. My husband has skills to change his default behavior. And my son has skills to change his default behavior. So in that situation, we could have used a different coping mechanism because we know, A, that our default might not be the most healthy in that moment, and B, we have options. But again, it's that gap between what we know and what we do. And I am sorry to report (laughs) that in that moment, my husband was the one that did a great job, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I was in that total, ooh, I'm going to reap, I'm going to post my podcast here and now. And then I started getting frustrated because my son was leaving and because my husband was like, we're going to do this and going for it. And I started losing it. And I started not really yelling at people, but kind of bossing people around. You do this and you go over here and I've got to get this post. And it wasn't until a couple days later that I went back and, well, I apologized to my son right away because that was easier to make that apology. It was a few days later that I apologized to my husband. And we had this conversation about when is that point when you know better, that you need to start doing better. And it was really interesting because we reflected way back to our affair recovery journey and how 
immediately in the aftermath of the affair, we both did better all the time. Yes, we had to kind of get through that acute pain. And we had to make those decisions for ourselves, like I said earlier, and then we made the decision for the marriage. And then we did everything right. We did everything right. Because it was in our face. Because we were having recurring thoughts. Because we were tentative with each other. Because it was fresh. Because we remembered. And it was in that space that a lot of new habits were actually built. In that space, a lot of new habits and behaviors were actually built that have fundamentally changed who he is today, who I am today, and who we are as a couple today. There are behaviors that my husband had before that he does not have anymore. And now when he thinks back on them, anger being one of them, an extreme use of anger. It's hard for him to even feel within him what he used to feel and how he used to feel because he'd say that anger would come up and he would feel it and he would use it and it would explode. It's not a part of him anymore. Because he changed, because he was forced to change, because every moment of every day it was in his head that holy cow, I've done this and I blew up my marriage. I blew up my marriage. I blew up my marriage. So he was awake and aware and present. And he made those choices and he closed that gap and he changed. And he is a different person today. And same thing with me. There were so many days and hours and minutes and moments where the only thing my brain thought was affair, 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 affair. I mean, talk about reoccurring thoughts. It's, it's ever present. You know what that's like. It never goes away. You never just wake up and then are like, oh, I forgot. My partner cheated on me. I totally forgot that. It's ever present. It's a part of your being. And through that process, I changed too. Through that process, I was so acutely aware of who I was and what I deserved and how I had let myself kind of be chipped away at. No, no, no. Let's be more clear. How I had chipped away at myself about how I hadn't done better even though I knew better. About how I would kind of subtly manipulate things or how I would just choose not to say something or all of these different things, how I just wouldn't do it with the integrity of the person that I am. And it changed me. And it's the same for our relationship. Because the pain was so ever-present, it was an ever-present reminder of how we wanted to live differently. How we wanted to be differently. 
And it was a huge, huge gift. And now, five years later, it's become easier for both of us to create change in ourselves and in our marriage and in our world because we had that experience of having to completely rebuild ourselves, our worth, our identity, and our marriage. So now when things come up and we're like, oh yeah, I need to change that. It's easier because we've done it before. We recently rewatched the movie The Secret, which is all about manifesting. And I recently also went to see Esther Hicks live and she channels Abraham. And it's all, you know, ask and it is given and things like that. It's all around manifesting. And it was really interesting because we were talking after the movie and after that seminar about how important it is for anyone, but for us in particular, to want to feel good in life. And how we see how much more capable we are today because of the affair and what we went through of holding ourselves to a higher standard, to holding ourselves to a higher vibration, to a higher place of being. How we no longer give ourselves excuses. Mm. I'll work out tomorrow. Ah, I'm just going to eat this one pint of ice cream today. Or even just the kinds of people that we tolerate in our world in our relationship circle. Kinds of behavior, disempowering behavior, kind of judgy behavior. We don't tolerate that in other people anymore. But it's more comfortable because we know our boundaries so much better and we know what to do to tune that out and to not get sucked in anymore. My husband's had a lot of family drama. He's not sucked in anymore. We're not in a fight anymore. Before, he would get sucked in and try to rescue. And then I would be angry that he was sucked in and trying to rescue. And then I would be wedging myself in all these weird cracks and trying to say things and manipulate. You can't do that and do this. And what about us? And blah, blah, blah. And then we'd be in a fight over it. And now we don't do that anymore because we know that change isn't really as hard as we thought that it was and that it's actually more uncomfortable to live with all those big gaps than it is to do the work to close those gaps. It's more difficult, actually, to live addicted or codependent or miserable than it is to just take the steps to do better. We all know better. We all know better. It's just that we don't do better. We're all so afraid of making a mistake. We're all so afraid of getting canceled. We're all so afraid of whatever it is that too often, instead of doing better, we just kind of stay the same. And then we justify in our head, well, it's okay because I know better. Well, it's okay because if I ever really needed to, I would. How many times have you heard somebody say, 
If I really wanted to quit drinking, I would. It's just that I don't want to. Or something like that. If I really wanted to get serious about losing weight, blah, blah, blah. One of these days, I'm going to. But we never actually do it. And that, that is the gift an affair brings you. If you're willing to take that gift, that is the invitation that an affair offers you. An invitation to do better. An invitation to rebuild yourself as you know that you can be and as that you know that you are. How have you let yourself go? And by that, I don't mean, oh my gosh, I don't take a shower and style my hair every day. Not let yourself go that way. Although that could be something, I suppose. But how have you let yourself go in terms of knowing what you're capable of? Knowing who you are. Knowing your worth. Have you settled for less? Have you settled for less than you deserve? Have you tolerated behavior that is less than what you deserve? An affair can be a catalyst for growth and change. It's an invitation for you to finally put a stake in the ground and say, "Uh uh-uh, this is who I am. And I am worth so much more. And I have so many more gifts and light and love to offer to myself and to the world. And now I have no excuse not to do it because my life is already shattered. My self-worth is already in shambles. And everything is different now, so I might as well, if I have to rebuild anyway, I might as well rebuild in a way that I know is good for me and is what I want and is what I deserve. Because especially after going through infidelity, oh my gosh, do we not deserve everything in the world? Why would you settle for anything less? than having it all, both before and after an affair. It's just that an affair breaks it all apart. And it gives you the gift of having to do it now. If you look at, is it the top five or the top 10 regrets of the dying? Whatever the number, it's the top regrets of the dying. The number one regret is I wish I would have had the courage to live my life the way I wanted to live it. I wish I would have had the courage to be all that I was capable of being. Well, now you can. There's no excuse now. Now is your chance. What do you want? How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? What do you want to do? Now is your chance to do it. Now, like I said, is it hard to create a new habit? Sure. You have to remind yourself, but if the pain is already in your head every single day, if you're already having recurring thoughts, attach your new habit to those recurring thoughts. Attach that new behavior 
to some of these recurring thoughts. It's a catalyst for growth, for change. It's an invitation to do something different. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do things differently? I would love to help you if you need help. I would love to chat with you if you're thinking, oh my gosh, yes, there's something more. I just don't know what it is because I'm in too much pain. I would love to be your guide, to hold your hand, to shepherd you through this journey. Reach out if you need any help or any insight. And I can do that. And as you probably know, if you've listened to my show, as a hypnotherapist, that's an additional tool. That's an additional way to rewire the brain and to create change. But here's the thing, it only works if you really know what you want to move into. I can't hypnotize you to do something if you don't know what that thing is that you want to do. Like if you're going to stop smoking, you want to be a non-smoker. I can hypnotize you. I can make you be a non-smoker. But if you're saying, I don't know what it looks like to be healthy or healed or whole or complete. I don't know what it's like to be all that I've wanted to be and to have all that I want to have. You've got to figure that out first. The five steps of flaunt help you with that. F stands for find your fetish. And you're probably saying, but Laura, I don't know what my fetish is. That's just what I told you. I get that. But you're not going to find it unless you're looking for it. So start looking for things that make you happy. Go back to childhood. What made you happy? Explore. Find some meetup groups. Go to the rec center. Look in your community. Try different things. Find what makes you happy. Explore. Get curious. That's the F in flaunt. The L in flaunt is laugh out loud. You're never going to know what you want unless you're laughing and you're having some fun as you're looking and as you're getting curious. If you're always looking and saying, grr, 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 darn it, that's not it, then it's not going to inspire you to keep looking. Laugh. I went to belly dancing class. It was like, ooh, this is really funny. And I laughed. I went to pole dancing class and that was really funny. And I laughed and then I fell in love with it. I've read books that make me laugh and some that I quit reading. But laugh, explore. The middle two letters of flaunt, A-U, accept unconditionally. Is really what it's all about. You've got to accept unconditionally that you are here in this place. You are in pain. You have been victimized. You have been cheated on. You've had this horrible thing happen. And now what? Like I said earlier, what are you going to do with it now? What are you going to do with this pain? I think the answer is attach a new behavior to it and use that pain as a catalyst for growth. That's my answer. What are you going to do now that your life and your confidence have been leveled and crumbled? What are you going to do? My answer is rebuild it better than before. What a gift this was. What a gift. The N in flaunt stands for navigate 
the negative. This was definitely negative. <laughs> How are we going to navigate it? You're going to make mistakes getting through this, just like I made a mistake losing it when we were moving my son in and bossing everybody around. I made a mistake. I apologized. I'm owning it. I'm knowing better. I'm doing better. And I'm navigating that. Just like I try to navigate the mistakes my husband makes that impact me, the mistakes my kids make that impact me, the mistakes people in the world make that impact me. I try to navigate them with a certain amount of grace, with a certain amount of empathy and compassion, because we're all doing the best that we can do. It's just about navigating, walking each other home and getting there, whatever that is. And then the T, the last step in the acronym FLAUNT, is for trust in your truth. You're the only one that knows your truth. You're the only one that knows how it feels. How it feels to have your desires or to have your pain or to have your wishes. You're the only one that knows when your body is feeling good and it's lit up and on fire and when you're in a space of dread or grief or anger. Trust what your body is telling you. Does your body need to walk or swim or cry or sleep? Does your body need water? Does your body need to dance or move? What does your body need? Trust in your truth. If you know that this is not the relationship for you and that this affair was an invitation for you to get the heck out, honor that. Even if your partner wants to work on the relationship. Even if people around you are telling you, oh, you should stay for the kids. Trust in your truth. Do what you know is best for you. And that can go both ways. So many people told me to leave, to take my husband for all he's worth and to get out of here. And for some reason inside, my truth was, uh-uh, I got to figure this out. There is something here that I don't understand and I need to figure it out. And this story is not done. I am not done with this story. And that was my truth. And people could have opinions, but nobody could take that truth away from me. And that's important. And those are those five steps of flaunt that I want you to keep in your mind, in your heart every day. Find your fetish. Laugh out loud. Accept unconditionally. Navigate the negative, And above all, trust in your truth. This affair was awful. I don't ever want to minimize that. But it's also a huge life-changing catalyst. And you can change your life however you want. And it's even your choice to keep it the exact same. And it's your choice to stay miserable and broken for the rest of your life too. That is your choice and nobody can take that choice away from you. But I'm just here to offer some perspective. To give you the big truth bomb that yeah, it was awful and there's no excuse and it's horrendous and hideous, but it's also a really big invitation. It's a really big catalyst. And you can make a lot of that if that's what you want. Like I said before, I'm so happy to help. It is my greatest passion to shepherd women through this journey.
This journey that changed my life for the better and that I know ultimately at the end of the day can change your life for better too. So reach out. You can reach me directly, Laura, at laurachedle.com or even better, go to betrayalrecoveryguide.com. Download your free copy of my Betrayal Recovery Guide, and then that will also put you on my list so we can be in touch, so we can have a conversation, so I can start supporting you and giving you whatever it is that you need most in whatever moment that you need it. Because remember, I've been there too. And I'm here now. And now is a really good place to be. Have an amazing week betrayalrecoveryguide.com and always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com. 